Greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Tim Fitzpatrick with us today all the way from Denver, Colorado. Tim is the founder and president of Rialto Marketing where he does everything there is to do around marketing, digital marketing, online advertising, SEO, everything, the entire works. And we'll find out more about that from Tim directly. So first, let's welcome Tim. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Rajiv. Really appreciate you having me and uh, excited to be here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I, you know, I'll tell you where my entrepreneurial journey began, if that's a good place to start. I, uh, I got out of college in 96, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. And um, I got involved in a wholesale distribution company where we were selling consumer electronics into um, custom installation space. So we were basically reselling to contractors that were installing home theaters and distributed audio system in residential uh, houses. And um, I was the first full-time employee there. I became a partner in that business. And man, I, I just, I got sucked into entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur at that point. You know, I learned more in six months of doing that than I did in four years of college, you know? And so I just soaked information up like a sponge while I was doing that. And it was just, it was a fantastic experience. It was fun. It was, I, I really felt like I didn't work a day in my life because I loved what I was doing. And we grew that business for, about 10 years before we sold it, we grew about 60% a year on average. So we were, things were, were moving quickly. We were having to make constant shifts and adjustments in our business because it was growing so quickly. But a uh, ton of fun. Sold it, worked for them for another three years after that. And then I got into residential real estate. That was about 2010, which most people would say, oh my God, what a horrible time to get into residential real estate. But I think that there are opportunities in every market. And so what I was doing was I was door knocking people that were in foreclosure, trying to help them sell their house before the bank foreclosed. So we were doing short sales, trying to get the bank to accept less money than the house was worth so that they wouldn't have to foreclose. And uh, boy, I learned a lot doing that, but I was not happy doing it. Um, I was not having a lot of fun doing it. And I reached a point where I just said, man, I'm, I'm dreading going to work every day. And that's, why are we in business for ourselves if we're not going to enjoy what we're doing? So, you know, I took a step back and tried to figure out what I was going to do. And that's when I shifted gears, got involved in, in marketing and started Rialto Marketing at the time. And, you know, that's what I'm doing today. So awesome. we work with a number of small business owners, entrepreneurs, just helping them eliminate the confusion of marketing so that they can uh, put a plan in place and start growing their business. So how did you how did you decide that you wanted to get into digital marketing and online advertising space? Yeah, I when I was in the distribution business, our we grew that business by being a value added partner with our clients. You know, so they were buying from us over and over again and we just figured, look, if we can help our clients grow their business, our business is going to grow as a result of that. And so, you know, when I was used to working with small business owners, helping them grow their business, whether it's through, you know, marketing or, or operations, whatever it may be, just helping them build a better business. And one of the things I loved about being in distribution was it was dynamic. It was changing all the time. And so when I was thinking about shifting gears, you know, I said, man, I love working with business owners. 
I like marketing. Marketing is it's dynamic. It is always changing. You know, you're you're always on your toes. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing this. Um, now, I will tell you when I initially got into um, marketing, we were only selling mobile applications. Mobile apps were big at the time. You know, people were talking a lot about them. I said, "Cool, this is again something that's very dynamic." Um, I want to do this. So I started doing it and we were selling mobile apps into the K-12 education space for about three years. And then there were some shifts in that business and I had to pivot. And that's when I started doing what I'm doing now, which is working with small business owners, offering them much more comprehensive marketing services and helping them focus on the fundamentals of marketing first. Mm -hmm. So for someone who's starting out, you know, obviously marketing has evolved over the years. Absolutely. How would you define marketing and advertising for someone who's just getting started with so much chaos and so much confusion and so much yes. to learn within the space? I, the way I define marketing is it is getting someone who has a need or a problem you can solve to know, like, and trust you. That's it. The job of our marketing is to find, find those people that we want to reach, get them, help them get to know us. Help them get to, to like us and trust us because we all do business with people we know, like, and trust. So if our marketing is working properly, by the time we jump on and have a, a conversation with somebody, a sales conversation, they should already be warmed up. If our marketing is doing a good job, the sales process becomes much, much easier. But at a simple level, all we're doing is finding people that have a problem that we can solve, a need we can solve, and getting them to know, like, and trust us. And then for someone who's getting started, how do we, how do they begin with establishing their digital presence? Rajiv, I would say you need to take a step back before you're looking okay. at your digital presence. So one of the things that we really focus on is the fundamentals of marketing first. Okay. Michael Jordan was quoted as saying, get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. Mm -hmm. The fundamentals in any discipline, whether it's it's marketing or, or sports or running a business, the fundamentals, they're the same. They were the same 50 years ago as they are today, and they'll be the same 50 years from now. If you do not have the fundamentals in place, if you just jump into marketing tactics, I've got to have my website, I've got to have, you know, be on Facebook. If you get tactical first, you're building a house without a foundation. It may work for a little bit, but it's not going to work successfully long term. And that's where most business owners struggle with marketing. Is they get tactical immediately. They're throwing spaghetti up against a wall, waiting to see what sticks. And inevitably, it doesn't stick. And they go, oh, my God. Well, you know, I tried SEO. That didn't work. I've been on Facebook. That's not working. Well, that stuff's not working because you skip the fundamentals. So when I look at the fundamentals, I call them the marketing strategy trilogy. You got to know who your target market is. You have to have great, clear messaging. And then you have to have a plan that you can follow that's going to keep you focused and eliminate a lot of that distraction that you just talked about. You got to have those fundamentals in place. Then you can start to work on those more tactical elements. Is that where you start with your clients, the fundamentals? Is that where, you start where we start with yeah. our clients whenever we possibly can. Okay, sometimes people don't have the budget to do some of that fundamental work. 
right? So we'll, we'll do the best we can to make sure they understand those fundamentals and get those things in place. Um, but sometimes, you know, if you're a brand new business and, you know, you got $500 to invest and you just need to get a website up there, somebody like that doesn't have the budget to, to invest in those fundamentals first. But we will certainly have a fundamentals conversation to help them get started. Um, we do have some coaching packages where we can help people do that. And, and so it's not so done for you. It's more done with you. But we're always leading with the fundamentals. Because inevitably, if you don't get those right, you're going to run into marketing issues at some point. So what's the next step after the fundamentals are done and squared away? Uh, the next logical step for to me any business is your website you've got to have your website dialed in that doesn't mean you have to have a you know a 10-page website and a blog and all these other things you know sometimes when we're just getting started with a new business it's just a single page website but it's a single page website that's got the right content elements on there it communicates a very clear message and it's got a clear call to action if you do not have a good website and you start jumping into other tactics, everything you're doing from a marketing perspective is driving people back to your website. So, I mean, it's the hub of your marketing activities, even if you're a referral-based business. Mm -hmm. I have people say, oh, yeah, I'm 100% referral. I don't, I don't need to worry about my website. Yes, you do. Because when you get referred, those people, some people may contact you immediately, but most of them are going online to look at your business. And if they land on your website and they don't like it, it doesn't portray confidence or instill confidence in them, they start checking out the rest of your online presence and they're not impressed, they may never even reach out to you. So you may be losing business and you don't even know it. So whether you're, you're doing marketing offline or online, everything is driving traffic back to your website. That's the next logical step after you've got the fundamentals in place. What happens next after that? It depends on, I think, the type of business um, and where you're at with the rest of your marketing. Um, you know, but I will say, here's what I will tell you. In general, I think there's a lot of low-hanging fruit from most businesses. Once you've got your website, especially if you're an existing business mm -hmm. and you are not taking advantage of email marketing to stay in touch with current clients, to nurture prospects to that point, right? Email marketing is a great way to help people through that no-like trust phase. Um, so if you are not taking advantage of email marketing, absolutely you should do it. You know, whether you pay somebody to do it, if you want to do it in-house, email marketing is very inexpensive. You know, most of the platforms that are out there, you know, if you've got less than 500 contacts, some of them are free. Some of them are, you know, no more than $10, $15 a month. It's very inexpensive marketing, and it is a super effective channel that you have to have in place. So there's tons of low-hanging fruit. If you have a lot of existing customers and you have not been taking advantage of email marketing, would highly recommend it. Um, the other thing I would say a lot of businesses don't pay particular attention to that I think is really important are your online reviews. Mm -hmm. We all make buying decisions based on reviews now. 
people are checking out your reviews, your, your reviews are helping people get through that like and trust phase. And so having a system in place within your business to one, consistently request reviews, because most people aren't going to leave a review unless you ask. So you got to ask. Then once you ask, you have to make it as easy as possible for them to do it. Don't make them go searching. Give them the links where you want them to go so that all they have to do is click on the Google link and it opens it up. So all I got to do is type in the review. You got to uh, remove the hurdles because if you put hurdles in place, their people are going to fall off and they're not going to do it. Then the last thing you need to do, respond to your reviews. Good and bad. It shows that you're proactive. It shows that you care. And that's really important. It's an easy way to differentiate yourself from your competitors because most people don't respond to reviews. If it's a bad review, not a problem. Just jump on. Hey, I'm so sorry. We fell short. We try to do the best we can to meet everyone's needs. Please reach out to us. Take it offline, right? Please reach out to us here. There's a number. There's an email. And we'll do everything we can to resolve your issue. That's all anybody cares about. When I look at reviews, when we all look at reviews, we don't expect people to have five stars. Frankly, if they've got 55-star reviews, I'm questioning how accurate those reviews are, whether they're real. If they've got 50 reviews and they've got a lot of five stars and there's a few bad reviews, and I saw that they responded to those to try and address the needs of that customer, I'm good. Right? What we don't want is we don't want to work with somebody who falls short and then when we need help, they've taken our money and they just leave us. So just be proactive about it and you're in good shape. But reviews, huge, very low hanging fruit. You just have to figure out how your process, how your, the customer journey works, right? Once somebody buys from you, what's the process and where can you put steps in that process to ask for the reviews? Make it easy for them to do it and then respond to those reviews. But, you know, for most businesses, after your website, email marketing is very low hanging fruit and online reviews is very low hanging fruit. So those are good places for most people to start. What about lead generation? What, what would you advise about that for people to get started? Well, generating, generating how to generate more leads. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, again, that's all about the, you know, your different marketing channels mm-hmm. and which channels you use. When we look at the various marketing channels, I, I've grouped them into eight channels. Okay. One is you have your strategy, which is your fundamentals, your target market, your messaging. Then you've got your website with content, right? So podcasting or videos, blogs, that type of stuff. You've got SEO, your search engine optimization. You've got social media, email marketing, paid advertising, so like Google ads or Facebook ads, and then you have offline, which may be print advertising, direct mail, networking, speaking at events, those types of things. So you don't have to be in every single one of those channels to have a successful business. Um, You just have to find the ones that work well for you. But I'm going to tell you right now, the best place to start with lead generation is your target market. If, you, if you're trying to reach everyone, you will reach no one. You're going to generate leads, but a lot of those leads are not going to be very high quality leads and they're not going to convert very well. 
if you are generating leads, you're not generating enough leads, you're not converting leads, oftentimes it points to an issue where you really haven't honed in on your target market. Because when you hone in on your target market, when you know who you're going to serve, how you're going to serve those people, and you know that the people you're attracting are the people that you do your best work for, you will naturally, you're going to naturally attract more of those same leads. You're also going to convert a hell of a lot more of those leads. And you're also going to get a lot more referrals because the people that you're doing work for are the people that you do your best work for. Right? So I think that is the first place to start from a target market perspective. You know, then look, the easiest place where most businesses generate of the vast majority of their leads is through referrals mm-hmm. and through strategic partners. You know, so most businesses that are just starting, that is the easiest and the, the lowest hanging fruit to start with is what partners, who, who can you develop relationships with who already work with your target market, who have a complimentary service that you guys don't compete, you can help one another. And man, I'd much rather have a referral partner that can send me five leads a month than have a customer that sends me one a year, right? So having a a plan in place of how you're going to start to develop those relationships and build those referral partner relationships, I think is a great place to start with your lead generation. Once you have that in place, then you can start to expand. A lot of businesses just, they stop the referral partners, right? The referral partners are sending them a lot of business, but inevitably, you reach a point where you want to scale, you want to grow your business more, and you hit a cap with with referral partners. You've got to have other marketing channels generating leads. If you're just using referral partners, the way I, the way I put it is you're running a unicycle. If that tire goes flat, you're, you're not in good shape. If you've got referral partners and three or four other marketing channels that are bringing leads in, you're, you're riding a four-wheeler, you know? Um, you've got multiple channels. If one of those tires goes flat, it's not as effective as it was, you can still get to where you want to go. It'll take a little bit longer, but you're still going to get there. So start with your target market, then start reaching out to referral partners that are working with that target market that may be able to refer you business. And then from there, you can start to expand, you know? What's the best lead gen channel after that? It's going to depend. You know, I'll tell you, paid ads, like Google paid ads, great way to generate leads quickly for a lot of businesses while you are working on other marketing tactics that may take longer. People become very impatient with marketing and it really, it's an investment. You can't just put money in and expect, oh yeah. You know, it's, I'm going to do this for two months and then I'm going to stop. It doesn't work that way. It's not a, it's not a switch you can flip on and off. Mm-hmm. It's more like a flywheel. It takes a while to get going, but once it gets going, it's going to just keep cranking and it's going to work, but you have to invest in it on a continual basis. So there are a lot of marketing companies that will recommend, Hey, look, let's do some paid ads. Let's do some Google ads, generate some more immediate leads while we're working on your social media or creating content, those things that they're going to take time. You know, the days of putting out a blog post and generating, you know, thousands of followers or thousands of people coming to your website, for most people, that's just not going to happen. 
it's going to take time and you have to be consistent to do that. You know, but people that are in professional services, consultants, coaches, you know, people like me, content, investing in content, I think is a key lead generation channel over the long haul. Because people are working with, with people like me because they, you got to show your expertise. Do you know what the hell you're talking about? Do you have a plan to help me get from where I am currently to where I need to be? The best way to do that is to create content. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's this thing with solopreneurs where some of them believe that, you know, there's a lot of organic uh, legion that they can do through Facebook activity, reaching out in different forums, groups, uh, creating their own private group and trying to run that and all that. On the other end, there's also the paid ads on Facebook and such. Yeah. And there's, there's always this quandrum of, you know, how much should I invest on organic growth versus paid growth? And when should I start? Yeah. What would you recommend for somebody who's starting off in a new business? It's most people starting off don't have unlimited funds. Right. So it's when you look at the organic, right, that takes time. So if you have more time than you do money, organic is a great place to start, right? With social, a lot of people, you know, it's initially, you're not going to just post stuff on Facebook and start to generate a bunch of followers. Posting, showing activity, I think is a great way to show credibility so that people go to your website and then they check out your Facebook page or your LinkedIn profile, whatever it may be. They see that you're consistently posting. They see activity, right? If they see that the last post was eight months ago, that's not looking real good, right? So, you know, initially it's to get going, you're posting, but then to really start driving engagement and followers, you have to get social. You know, it's just like you said, start commenting in groups where your target market frequents, you know, start commenting on other people's posts, start sharing their information, tag them so that they know that you're sharing their information. They can see it. It's, that's a great way to stay in front of people. But again, it does, it does take time, right? It's, you're building a relationship rather than, you know, sitting down and chatting with somebody, you're doing it online. So, you know, organic, I think is a great place to start. Um, you know, if you have the money, to do paid ads, that can be a great way, again, to bring in leads quicker while you're doing some of these other activities that are going to take longer. The thing to keep in mind with paid ads, mm-hmm. social ads like Facebook ads or Instagram are, are more top of the funnel is what we call in marketing. People that go on, on social are not looking to buy. So most of the ads that you see on social media are more geared around offering something of value, you know, whether it's a, you know, a free masterclass or a webinar or a, you know, a email video series, something that's more educational. And then from that educational piece of content, then they may try to step you up and actually sell you, but they're using that content as a way to build relationship, add value, and help people get to that next step. Whereas with Google Ads, Google Ads, you can target keywords that signify that somebody's getting ready to buy. So Google Ads, you can target people that are 
further down the customer journey and more ready to buy. So, you know, with, with social ads, you have to be prepared to be able to nurture those people a little bit more than you would with Google ads, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. And from a technology standpoint, in terms of all of these things, right, you know, for instance, we talked about uh, email lists. And, you know, for some, for some people, it might be websites. For some people, it might be funnels. Do you have any specific recommendations? I would tell you to keep, keep it as simple as possible. There are so many marketing tools out there. A lot of them have all kinds of cool, great features. You can do all kinds of complicated things. The reality is most people don't need 90% of that stuff. And frankly, if you get, if you overcomplicate it, it can be really difficult to use long term. You know, you're going to get tired of it and go, oh my God, I can't handle this. Just, I'm not going to do this anymore. So, you know, from a tool standpoint, I mean, I can tell you, we use, for email, we use Active Campaign. Um, there's plenty of good ones out there. MailChimp, Constant Contact, MailerLite is another one that I think is really good for people just starting out. Um, it's got a great free program, but we like Active Campaign. It's, there's all kinds of capabilities in there, but it's, it's simple to use. It integrates well with a lot of other tools out there. That's the other thing. You know, because if you're using your email marketing, you want to make sure it's going to be able to integrate with your website. So, you know, does your, does your email marketing platform integrate with your current website? Um, you know, from a website standpoint, we build on WordPress, which is a very popular platform. We also build on a platform called Duda, which is D-U-D-A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Duda is very similar to like a Squarespace or a Wix, you know, Weebly type website builder. The thing I really like about Duda is there are a lot of customizations you can do with it, like WordPress. Um, you know, so I think it's a step up from a lot of the, the entry-level website builders that are out there. There's a lot of capabilities you can do with it. Um, so that's why we like it. So we kind of use Duda as our, our fundamental website. And if you need something that's got more capabilities, then we move into WordPress. So when it comes to SEO, you know, can you demystify that for the listeners in terms of what exactly is SEO, what aspect of it is uh, fluid that you got to keep up with, and what kind of a timeline do you need to really have to see some results as a result of that effort? So when you look at SEO, you've got local SEO, which is, you know, people, that, small businesses that are trying to attract people from a geographic area. And then you've got more national SEO where I'm trying to attract everywhere. Um, from, from a local SEO standpoint, um, I think there are some key fundamentals. Um, you know, you have your on-page SEO, which is the SEO on your website itself. For the most part, you're going to put that stuff in place and you should be in fairly good shape. You may have to make tweaks here and there, but that's really optimizing. On page is optimizing your site, the pages on your site to help those pages rank. But then, you know, with local, Google My Business is a huge ranking factor for local. Super important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you've got to set up your, your free Google My Business page, optimize that. There's a number of, I mean, we could talk about SEO for days. Um, but 
you know, if I was just starting out with a local business, I would be doing on-page SEO. I would make sure that their uh, Google My Business page mm-hmm. is is set up and optimized. I would make sure that they are getting reviews consistently on their Google My Business page. That is another thing that is a ranking factor there. Mm-hmm. Those two, your reviews and Google My Business, big. That's super low-hanging fruit. Do those first. Um, you know, and then the other thing that comes into play with, um, you know, with local and frankly with national SEO as well is, is links from other websites back to yours, which, you know, we call backlinks. In general, the more backlinks you have, the more links you have from other sites back to yours, the higher likelihood you have of your website ranking in search engines at some point. How long is SEO going to take? It depends on the, your your market. If you're in a very competitive market, it can take. I mean, look, I'm in marketing. Marketing is super competitive. You know, when you see, you know, you see the you know the people at the top ranking for all kinds of stuff, high authority website. That doesn't mean that you can't rank. It just means that you may choose to target different keywords. You know, keywords that may not get quite as much much search results each month, but they can still be really good for your business and drive traffic. You know, so it's definitely got to be working on on backlinks, and that is more of a manual process. You know, backlinks is something that you know if you're going to do outreach to try and get backlinks, that's just something that you're constantly doing over and over and over again. You know, but in general, I would tell you that. Six to twelve months to see results. Sometimes, if you're in a in a niche that's not quite as competitive, you can see results quicker. You know, I mean, we had a, we had a client that was a retail client, not a very competitive niche. We did a few small things for them, and they were ranking in the top three search results within a matter of months. But it's not you know if you're an attorney, you know a CPA, somebody like that, really really competitive. It's not realistic to, in general, to think that you're going to get results that quick, which is why I said in the beginning, you got to see it as an investment. Because if you don't see it as an investment and you come on with an SEO company and they're, they don't set proper expectations and you expect that you're going to be getting immediate results in three months, you may be unhappy at the end of three months. In today's environment, you know, with the changes that we see happening around us, what would your recommendation be for marketing strategies to use to for the biggest bang for your buck? I think content is as big now as it ever has been. You know, we're not interacting with people face-to-face nearly as much as we used to. You've got to find a way to stay in front of your target market and in front of your um, your prospects. And con- creating content in some way, shape, or form is a great way to do that. So I'm a huge proponent of, of content long term to to drive leads, which it will. But again, you gotta be patient. Thank you so much, uh, Tim. This has been very enlightening in terms of the marketing, especially the digital marketing discussion that we had. Before I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners: anything that you'd like to share to help them? I, you know, I would say if you have skipped. The fundamentals, if you don't have a great understanding of your target market and you've got good messaging, start there. 
right today. Don't get tactical. Take a few steps back. Doing that work now will make all the difference in your marketing moving forward. Thank you so much for joining us. This was very helpful. Thank you very much, and I hope to keep in touch, and all the best during these tough times. Yes. Thanks, Rajiv. Same to you. Really appreciate it. Take care. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. Plan B.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, We pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm